What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Booth Review. This is week two of our preview episodes heading into the 2023 season. This week, we are taking a look at the AFC. If you want to know all of our uh, NFC predictions and previews, you can go back and listen to the first episode of the 2023 season. But this is week two. And it's AFC time, and hey, we're only a week and some change out from actual, real NFL football. I'm here for it. As always, I'm your host, Devin Primrose, joined by the Sultan of Spice, Mr. Peter Strauss. What's going on, man? Not much. Do you know, on, weirdly, what I'm excited about more than anything else this, this coming week? Like, the football is going to be great. Football is going to be awesome. We're starting out with a fantastic game that we'll get into, you know, in our preview next week. So, say, are you excited for the Chiefs to lose to the Lions? Is that, is well, that what's happening? We're going to talk about that next week, <laughs> Devin. We're not going to get into this right now. <laughs> this is true. Um, But I am excited for fantasy football drafts. I thought I had I one tonight, too. and then I was disappointed when I found out I didn't. But, hey, we're doing the podcast instead. So. Yeah. yeah, you get to talk football still just in a different format so uh there's something about fantasy drafts that are just like you you watch people make bad decisions yeah and then you also watch yourself make bad decisions because (laughs) of their bad decisions (laughs) and it's just great it's just a great time i do always find myself judging that one person making like the worst decisions like like the the guy that takes a quarterback in like the second round or takes a kicker in like the sixth round it's like what what are you doing and then after the draft i go and look at their team and like how the hell did you get these guys how how did you manage to draft this team making the decisions you were making it's yeah it's it's a fun time it's because everybody else already because okay because if you know about football you plan to pick certain players like you do mock drafts you plan to pick certain players based on your draft position and so when somebody does something weird, like take a quarterback in the first round, <laughs> it, everything gets thrown off. And yeah. you're like, well, this person's available now. Maybe I should do that. And that person <laughs> turns out to suck. <laughs> so, yeah, it get, kind of gives you a little bit of a new appreciation for actual front offices on draft day. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey, I say we jump right into it. Let's not waste any time. Uh, I know last week's episode was a long one. This one's probably going to be a long one as well. That's just the way our preview episodes work out. But, hey, you know, break it up into a couple of different listens, a couple of different drives to work, a couple of different, you know, lunch breaks, whatever you do. Break it up. You know, we, we're just covering more of them at one time. But let's start The same way we started last week with the East jump into the AFC East. This could potentially be the best division in the AFC. I don't think it will be hot take. I know there's some people out there that think this division is going to be really good, especially with the way the Dolphins looked last year when Tua was healthy and on the field. But I think in this division, you've got a couple of great teams, a couple of average teams. Um, But let's start with the Buffalo Bills, who didn't make a ton of moves. They did bring in a couple of guys 
They brought in Taylor Rapp and Puna Ford to help out the defense, uh, Rapp the safety for the defensive line. Connor McGovern, offensive guard, to help, uh, you know, give some protection for Josh Allen. Uh, unfortunately, they did did lose a couple of guys. Devin Singletary in the backfield, Tremaine Edmonds, uh, the linebacker on the defensive side. But, you know, overall, this is going to be mostly the same team. A lot of re-signings, a lot of keeping guys in-house. Uh, I think that... I, I think the Bills are in for just another year of, of being one of the top dogs in the AFC. Uh, as far as key draft picks, their first pick was Dalton Kincaid, the tight end. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how much playing time he gets behind Dawson Knox. Maybe they'll move some some uh, some two tight end formations out there, uh, get some, some playing action for both those guys. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Bills are, are in for another good season. Uh, I feel like I've said it for like two years now. It'll be <laughs> nice to see the Bills get over the Kansas City hump. I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but hold on, hold on. We didn't even do it this year. What are you talking about? That wasn't even us. It, it, you're right. It wasn't, but it, it still feels like they it got is, demolished by the Bengals. It still feels as if it's Buffalo and Kansas City, and that Buffalo has to like exercise their Kansas City demons in order to get. There. I don't know. I'm I'm over Buffalo. I think it's it's Kansas City. <laughs> it's Kansas City and Cincinnati's house now. It and I, Buffalo so, Buffalo could knock on the door, but I don't entirely disagree with you on that. I think that if the, if anything, it's a three horse race instead of two between those because I think Cincy is right up there with them, um, and Buffalo's got to get past both of them. That's a tough that's a tough task for any team to have to get past the Bengals and the Chiefs, uh, let alone more than likely back to back in the same playoff run, um, but. I want to see the Bills do it, man, just because of, of this. Like, I really love this team. I really love the Bills fans. And just go get one and then fade back into mediocrity and I think you'll have one. I think this year is their last chance. I, I'm kind of with you that like, the window is closing. For a lot of different reasons. And it does not help that if if the Madden curse rears his head around again this year, it, it yeah. feels like it took a couple years off, but if the Madden curse rears its head around this season, the bills are done for. I will say but, that it feels like, so if there was two teams that have had chance after chance after chance over the last like five years or so, it feels as if it's the Buffalo bills and I'd say the Dallas Cowboys, and I would say it feels like both of their windows are closing. Yep. The only difference is I I have but I thought the Bills were a really good team, and I've never had faith in the Cowboys to win playoff games. That's that's the only difference. Sure, that's fair. <laughs> but like it feels like, so it feels like both these teams have dominant. Both of those teams have dominant defenses, and it feels like the Bills' defense is kind of just continuing to age, and eventually those guys are going to de deteriorate like you can't keep getting older at defense and stay just as good like you've got to bring in the young guys to to keep building that that defense to be great and it doesn't seem like they're doing a whole lot of that um and then the offense 
for both these teams are just kind of in disarray. I'm I'm worried about Stefan Diggs, like yes. personal mental state. Yes. Because even before with the Bills, when he was with the Vikings, he obviously had a lot of playoff heartbreak. And if, if it happens to him one more time, he might snap. <laughs> <laughs> he might pull an Antonio Brown out he, there. He might <laughs> go insane if it happens again. Yeah. I mean, the problem, the biggest problem with this team that I see is there's still just such a lack of a run game. You have James Cook, and James Cook is fine, and you got Damian Harris behind him, but uh, that's a very weak running back committee. Uh, and and Josh Allen, while he is a fantastic mobile quarterback, like he, you can't continue to rely on him to be your number one rushing option. Um, and the wide receiving core has gotten worse, in my opinion. You've got Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis, and then nothing behind them. Uh, Dawson Knox is fine, but even Dawson Knox, he's not he's not a top five tight end in the league. Like when you look at the top tier tight ends, like no one's sitting there thinking, "Oh, Dawson Knox, yeah, he's top level." So yeah, I would say maybe top ten for Knox, but I, mean, I would say top ten as well. But they're like Kelsey, Andrews, Kittle, Waller. Uh, I know I'm missing one more. I can't think of right now, but those four are like the immediate undisputed top yeah. four. Yeah, and and after those four, there's a drop off, and I would say Knox mm, might be the first one after those four, but there's like a clear difference between those guys and what Dawson Knox brings to the table. Like, the guy on this, what's his name on the Saints, was wild last year. Juwan Johnson, is that his name? That sounds right. He was wild last year yeah. for the Saints, and I feel like he he might make his way up there potentially, potentially. Yeah, I just uh, I, I'm with you. I do feel like the window is closing. I feel like this might be the last, the last real good shot they have for now. Um, and I'd like to see them do it, but I I don't know, man. I don't know. It'll it'll be. I think they'll have a fine regular season. It's just it's. It's always the playoffs for them, whether it's the Chiefs or the Bengals. Like, I mean, that yeah. loss to the Bengals was really bad. Yeah. And I don't think the team as a whole is better than it was last year. So I think being in the playoffs, having to go, even if they beat one of them, having to go probably Kansas City, like you said, Kansas City, yeah, back to back, Cincinnati, back to back. Because those three teams, I would be shocked if they weren't one, two, three seed, if they weren't lined up like that. I mean, yeah, your your biggest hope, Buffalo's biggest hope is getting the one seed and having to have more than likely Kansas City and Cincinnati face each other, and then you get the winner of them at home. That's your best bet, um, but God, even that's a tough that's a tough task. I mean, because the other two teams are so dang good. Well, let's uh. Let's head on down to Miami, take a look at the Dolphins uh, in year two under Mike McDaniel. What can he do this year? What improvements can he make on his first season? Uh, I think I think he looked like a great coach in year one. Uh, it's just a matter of, honestly, that team staying healthy, and that starts with the quarterback position and Tua. Uh, they did make a decent amount of moves to improve their team 
went out and traded for Jalen Ramsey, uh, cornerback, brought in David Long, the linebacker, Tyler Croft, tight end, Braxton Berrios, wide receiver, uh, and Isaiah Wynn, offensive tackle, to try and give Tua some protection. Uh, really, outside of Jalen Ramsey and Wynn, there's not, those aren't super big names, super big impact players. Um, the biggest loss for them, obviously, was Mike Gusecki at tight end. That's another guy that I, I think you could put it. Put up there in the top 10 tight ends. Um, and they also lost Melvin Ingram and Trey Flowers out on the edge on the defense. So those are going to be some, could be some potential big losses on the defensive side. They didn't have a single pick in the first round of the draft. They only had four total picks overall, which is not many. Uh, but their first, their first pick they, they had, they uh, spent it on Cam Smith, a cornerback, which Hopefully he's able to come bit, come in and be an impact player uh, from the jump for them. But I don't know what to make of this team, man. Like I think this, I think there's so many question marks, right? Like Tua throughout his career has yet to be able to uh, really stay on the field, whether that's in college or in the NFL. He's had injuries after injury after injury, uh, and that's the biggest concern for this team. And I think so much of their success rides on Tua. When he's healthy and he's out there, like this is a top five offense in the league easily, especially when you look at the guys they've got out out in the uh, wideouts between Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Like this is this is a team that's fun to watch. But when he's not healthy, man, are they bad? I mean. Yes, but also Skylar Thompson almost beat the Bills in the playoffs last year. (laughs) (laughs) How much of that is him and how much of it is the Bills? Well, that's what I'm saying with Mike McDaniels. Is this team like a 49ers where you can just input like maybe not quite as good as uh, Shanahan's offense, but you can input like a decent quarterback and and just plug him in. Um but no, um, yeah, the two is obviously the biggest question mark for them. Like their defense, even with losing uh, Ingram and Flowers, they still have Bradley Chubb, which was a huge acquisition for them last yeah. year, and yeah. now has like a full year off season with them learning, like fully learning and getting the team chemistry and all that. So I think the defense will mostly be fine, and then the offense, like you said, is pretty much the same. Um, it's just a matter of can Tua stay healthy and can he play how he played the first half of last year yeah. after the injuries that he had last year? Because those they, they were some pretty scary concussions that he had. And yeah. it's it's I'm sure this joke's been made a lot, but if you've seen not another teen movie with the <laughs> the guy with the <laughs> concussion counter <laughs> like <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> I completely forgot about that character in that movie. <laughs> it just counts down the whole movie, and I feel like he's only got one or two left before before he's got to hang it up. So. Well, you know, if you want some kind of uh, something to, to, to put some stock in for Tua being injured this year, they did sign Mike White. So we might get a little white Mike oh, down in Miami. <laughs> South Beach Mike White. 
I'm here for that. The whitest of mics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, down I mean down in Florida Mike White might get his hand. He might be tan Mike. <laughs> he could be. He could be. Or he gets sunburned and then he's red Mike. <laughs> I just uh, I just man, I, I don't entirely know what to make of this team. I want to see them be successful because again, like when two is healthy and he's he's playing like he played the first half of last season, like they're so fun to watch, but uh, yeah. I just think it's going to be difficult. I'll, I'll talk about this more when we get into the records, but with yeah. what I have here for Miami and the Bills, I could honestly see their records being switched. Like, Ooh. depending on, you Ooh. know, certain factors with uh, if Tua stays on the field. I feel like that's and... a little spice preview. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little, I mean, I didn't pick it, but it would not surprise me. If, like a little, if this were if this were the Dolphins' year for that division, gave me a little sprinkling of the salt over there. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. It's not it's not my prediction. I it just wouldn't surprise me. Is all is all I'm saying there. All right. Well, we'll get we'll get to predictions in a second. Uh, but let's uh, head up to Foxborough, the New England Patriots. Uh, hot take. I feel like Bill Belichick might be on the hot seat. Uh, it, it, it's gotta at the very least be getting warm unless he just has some crazy dirt on Robert Kraft because since Tom Brady left, this team has not been competitive at all. Well, I don't think anybody wants to be the guy that fires Bill Belichick. I mean, true, but at some point, like it feels like this team is just like. They just keep kicking the can down the road to like really blow it all up and start over. And I don't know if they have the talent to really go out and compete with the top level teams in the AFC uh, this year. Uh, they, they did make some good additions. They went out and got Ezekiel Elliott, the running back, Juju Smith Schuster, wide receiver, Mike Gusecki coming up from Miami, the tight end. So, you know, making good moves, especially on the offensive side, to help out Mac Jones and that offense, which was awful last year. Um, had a couple of big departures Damian Harris, the running back, Johnu Smith, the tight end, Isaiah Wynn, the offensive tackle, and then. Devin McCourty on the defensive side retiring. Um, but, man, I just I feel like they haven't done enough to really make a statement. We'll see. They did go out and draft Christian Gonzalez in the first round this year, which is a, I think that's a really good big pickup. Um, and they brought in Bill O'Brien to be the offensive coordinator. I don't have much faith in Bill O'Brien, but some people love him for some reason. Uh, but I, man, I'm I'm very skeptical of this Patriots team. As as a coordinator, Bill O'Brien might be fine, but then again, he is known for making some horrible decisions, um, in his tenure over in Texas. Um, I mean, go ask Alabama fans how they feel about Bill O'Brien as a coordinator, though. Well, he was under Nick Saban, right? So they all just want <laughs> do things that I I can't say on this podcast. Sure. Um. No, I yeah, I don't really have a lot of faith in this team either. Like you could argue Bill Belichick still the great like I think some people are starting to argue it now. Um it's again, it's like trying to argue anybody being better than Brady. It's hard to argue being better than Belichick when he has so many championships. Sure. But 
there there is there is talk of uh you know the mantle maybe getting taken by Andy Reid if Reid can get one more well uh, I, before I he mean, retires. I will say this Belichick's legacy gets worse and worse with each passing year that he can't be successful without Tom Brady. Which I hate I hate saying that because which a lot of Andy Reid's success is based on Patrick Mahomes too. Like I would you could Definitely, Andy Reid has had more success without his star quarterback than Bel- Belichick has without his star quarterback. But like, but so it still took that star quarterback to get them championships. Sure, but go look at what Andy Reid did in Philly with McNabb and 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 those Eagles teams. Like, he still was successful, like yeah. very successful. Did they ever get the the championship? No, because of Belichick and and Brady. But it, he was still successful. And yeah. Belichick really hasn't been super successful outside the Patriots. And he hasn't been successful with the Patriots without Tom Brady. And so that's like his legacy is getting worse the more that he's unsuccessful without yeah. Brady, which it sucks. Again, it sucks saying that because Tom Brady is a doo-doo head, uh, <laughs> as he always will be. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I don't have much faith in this team, and we'll get to that after we talk about uh, yeah. the other New York team. Probably the hottest team in the AFC, uh, the team that's on everybody's tongues, uh, the team that everybody wants to gush over, the New York Jets, which is crazy that this Jets team, all of a sudden, everybody wants to have faith in for bringing in one quarterback that a lot of people wanted to discredit when he was in green and gold in Green Bay. But, you know, that's just one cheesehead's opinion. Somebody sounds like a bitter Packers fan over there. <laughs> if I didn't know any better. No, I, uh, I, I, I really like this Jets team a lot. I think they're going to be, they're going to be something to watch. Uh, they brought in Aaron, brought in basically a whole collective of of Packers between Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, and Billy Turner on the offensive line. They also brought in Mecole Hardman coming over from uh, the Chiefs. Uh, they lost James Robinson, their running back, and they traded away Eli Moore, their wide receiver. But they, I mean, they have such a. Uh, surplus of talent at the wide receiver position they don't need yeah. eli more yeah especially um, they already had garrett wilson and yeah. uh do they still have jameson crowder or did he get traded uh he left also but they uh let me pull up their depth chart real quick because they've got just i mean it's it this team is is loaded it's stacked the defense should be every bit as good as they were last year um and then on the offense, they have Rodgers at quarterback. At running back, they have Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, and Michael Carter. Crazy uh, running back committee. Then they have Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, McCole Hardman, Randall Cobb at wide receiver. Really solid wide receiver core. Tyler Conklin and CJ Uzama at tight end. That's a solid tight end. Then you've got a decent offensive line. And, again, that defense still should be stellar. So, I think this team is going to have a ton of success. Uh, as far as a key draft pick, they did pick up uh, Will McDonald, outside linebacker. I don't think they had 
a ton of picks. Let me just double check that. While you're checking yeah. that, I will say because last year, um, I I believed in the Jets last year to an extent, like because even with Zach Wilson, their first few weeks they looked great. I mean, that's when Brees Hall was still healthy too, but they looked good by yes. by the end of the season. I they were a quarterback away, in my opinion. Yeah, they were hundred um, percent. I mean, I I said this last year in our preview episode that like this team's success lived and died with Zach Wilson. It all revolved on Zach Wilson stepping up and being the quarterback that they expected him to be or faltering and looking like a bust, um, which I think them making a move for Aaron Rodgers might indicate they view him more as the latter. Um, but we'll see. Aaron Rodgers, I believe, did sign some sort of extension. I think it might have been a two-year extension. So I think we're looking at two or three years of Rodgers in New York uh, finishing out his career in uh, in the green and white for the Jets. But I, I think this team has a ton of potential, a ton of potential. Yeah. Um, I didn't – I wasn't very gracious to them in my, like, scheduling because I – I do think Aaron Rodgers will definitely improve the team. It's just a matter of how much, how much, and can he avoid the kind of drama and attention that he gets in Green Bay? Can he avoid that? Sure. And kind of focus on, yeah, on the game instead of crying on McAfee every week that people, <laughs> you know, talk about him. God forbid. Uh, that's not. I mean, that's not entirely what he was doing. But sure, I'm not going to get into all of that. <laughs> Uh, but you uh, you mentioned being a little harsh on them with your uh, with your scheduling and, and your picks. So I say let's uh, let's look at our predictions for this division. Who do you have finishing last in the AFC uh, East? In the AFC East, last I have the New England Patriots at three and fourteen. Ooh. Um, I think it just came Ooh. down. It it is their floor, I will say, but. <laughs> At the end of the day, there are there are quite a few teams that are in you know that range or only a couple games more. Like there's a we'll get to it later, but there's a big gap in the AFC between my ninth and tenth place. Um, yeah. So I think there's teams that are going to win a lot of games, and there are teams that are not going to win a lot of games. And with the Patriots having to play the Jets twice, the Dolphins twice, the Bills twice, I don't really see them winning any of those games. It's tough. Yeah. Um, so I just, I put them at three and 14, um, this yeah. season, I had them going five and 12, so not much better. And, and just like you said, that division, it's tough to win games. And then I, and their division record ended up being one and five for me, which means that they were able to sneak out a win somewhere in those six games. But yeah, I, I just don't see a ton of success for this team. Um, and I think honestly, a five and twelve season would probably be enough to say, "Hey, Belichick, it's time to to move on and let's blow it all yeah, up." And maybe you should just got. retire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> who who you got in third? So I wasn't as harsh on the Jets as I thought. I don't know why I thought I had a different team in higher up. Um, I have the Dolphins third in the division at ten and seven. Okay. I have I have them third as well at eight and nine. So just a couple of couple of wins worse and 
eight and nine is right around where they were. I think they were nine and eight last year. Yeah. So we've got them right around the same spot. I would not be surprised if, like I said earlier, if they win more games, if they, because right now I have them just out of the playoffs. Like, um, I have them at yeah. literally the eighth spot, so just out of the playoffs. Oh wow. Okay. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they win a few more games and either win in the division or snag a spot. I just feel like those top three teams in the AFC East, you could throw any of them in first place, and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. Um, yeah, I just, I don't see. with To me with the Dolphins, there's so many question marks. That's That's my biggest issue with them. I can't. I can't say they're definitively going to be better than last year, and I can't say they're definitively going to be worse. I, that's why I have them literally a game worse than last year. It's right around the same record. Um, I could see them winning 12, 13 games. I could also see them winning six or seven games just because it all kind of rotates on one guy being on the field healthy. And if he can't be, then... I don't know how good this team can be with a Mike White or a Skylar Thompson leading them. We'll see. Who you got in second? Second place, I have the New York Jets. Yep. And they're only in second place because of tiebreakers at the record of 13-4. and four. Yeah, we're very similar. I've got them at 14-3, and three and I've got them in second place. Getting a wild card, obviously, because yep. if you win 14 games, you're going to get a freaking wild card yep i have them as wild card as well yep and then uh that means we both have the bills who what's your record for the bills bills record is also 13 and 4 like i said it's just the tiebreakers i think i had the bills uh i'm trying to think what tiebreaker it would be could be could be divisional games bills are seven and two divisional jets are six and three so yeah yeah that's what it is i've uh i've got i've got the bills at 15 and two which i do think is a little high um, I think thirteen and four is probably more like it for them. Um, but either way, like these these two teams are gonna be two very good teams, and I'm very excited for the uh, the Bills Jets games because I think they're gonna be a ton, a ton of fun for sure. Yeah, I I think that division is a little bit anybody's. Like I think I do believe in the Bills the most of those three teams. But again, if the Dolphins, like if Tua stays healthy and clicks or if uh, yeah. there's not. Because part of what worries me with the Jets is with how much Aaron Rodgers brings over, like how much does that affect their talent that's already there? Like Good. um, like yeah. Brees Hall, you know, having to bring in Dalvin Cook to be above him or uh, Garrett Wilson having, you know, now having to compete with Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. Like, sure. Is that going to be some animosity between the young guys and the old guys? Um, yeah, could could be a potential. Um, yeah, more talent than chemistry. Yeah, and then obviously yeah. is Aaron Rodgers, you know, the twice in a row MVP he was three years ago, or is he right. is he out of it now? Yeah, yeah, I mean, those are definitely fair questions. I, I, it, it wouldn't surprise me for the Jets to light it up and either win the division or get a top level wild card, or for them to completely falter and win like six or seven games. I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised by either of those results, yeah. really. I think I think it just, I have the Bills and the Jets at their ceilings where I have the Dolphins like in the middle of where they could be. 
Yeah. It's just how, how it ended up being as I went through their schedules and everything, which the Jets would have an easier schedule because they they were in third last year. So Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, let's uh, let's jump over to what I think could be potentially the best division in the AFC, um, and that is the AFC North. I think all four of these teams could be very, very good teams. Um, but let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. No, I can't do it. How dare you give the Browns any credit, first of all? Well, <laughs> let's hold off on on the slander towards me until we get to the record that I gave them. All right. I just think that talent-wise, that team should be very good. Doesn't mean I expect them to be very good. I just think they could be. Um, but as far as the other three teams in that league, I think the other three teams will be very good. And we'll get to my records for all of them in a few minutes. But <laughs> back to what I was saying, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, obviously signing Lamar to a decent contract, keeping him in the building, uh, didn't make a ton of big moves. The biggest uh, free agents they signed, they went out and got Odell to give Lamar a, a proper uh, target out there at wide receiver. They brought in Rockison on the defensive side, cornerback. Uh, they did lose Calais Campbell on the in a defensive line and Ben Powers offensive guard but again not a, not a lot of movement not a lot of uh, pieces brought in not a lot of pieces not a lot of pieces going out um their big draft pick was Zay Flowers wide receiver again another weapon for Lamar to hopefully throw the ball to um but i've got Decently high hopes for the Ravens. Um, I think this team is going going to be competitive. I think they're going to be right up there amongst some of the better teams. Um, how good they'll be, it's a little bit of a question mark, but we'll see. I have a lot of faith in this Ravens team, and I can't really yeah. explain why. I just I feel like this it's, is Lamar's bounce back year because he's been hurt essentially two full years in a row like for half a season each i'll tell you i'll and tell you I why like you a lot faith. of times it's what happens whereas you have two injured years and then you bounce you come back that third year like saquon did last year or chris mccaffrey did last year yeah and you just play lights out and i think good i haven't done my predictions yet but i think lamar could very potentially get um mvp at least like Ooh. a lot of mvp votes Man. mvp votes i can talk bringing bring some spice all right now i i'll I'll tell you why you have faith in them uh at least uh, in my opinion it's got to be the coach john harbaugh in my opinion is it's tough to say he's underrated but i do think he gets overlooked as being one of the best coaches in the league um he's not usually like I would say he's not usually like one of the first three guys you think of, and he probably should be. Um, John Harbaugh is an incredible coach and has done an incredible job throughout his entire tenure there in Baltimore. So that's why I continue to have faith in this team, even when it does seem like maybe they're due for a down year or maybe they're due for a little bit of an implosion. It just doesn't seem like it's going to happen because of the stability at the head coaching position. That's a big part of it. And you know what else is a big part of this? Is how great they are when 
Lamar's not even able to play. Yeah. Like they made the playoffs and almost beat the Bengals in with the wild Huntley. card round with Tyler yep. Huntley. Literally one stupid fumble away. Yep. Like, let's be honest. The way Tyler Huntley tried to go over, like, that was a bad decision from him. And it, it cost them the game. The game was tied. Yeah. And that was literally the tiebreaker was that fumble run back. Um, so that that team is great with Tyler Huntley, and then you put in an MVP caliber quarterback of Lamar Jackson, who's proven that he's not just a runner. Um, yeah. You give him another weapon in OBJ, who looked great until he got hurt with the Rams, even with his age. That's a that's a big question mark though, yeah. is him coming back from that injury for sure. Yeah, and he you know sat off a year with it, but I think they can get in the groove. They still have. You know, a top three tight end with Mark Andrews. They still have yeah. uh, the most clutch kicker of all time and Justin Tucker. <laughs> like, I mean, um, they, they've still, like, they still have a decent wide receiver core, even with Odell, even if he's not, you know, 100% what he was. You've still got Rashad Bateman, who is also coming back from injury. Odell, your first pick, and Zay Flowers. Like, you've got some, some, some guys that could make some plays for you. And then you've also got J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Hopefully they can both stay healthy in the backfield as well. But that's really what it comes down to with this team it is, seems like is anybody, stay healthy. Like how anybody can play quarterback for the 49ers, anybody can play running back for the Ravens and sure, somehow be yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like anybody they put back there just – oh, look, they have a 1,000-yard season only playing in six games. Okay, yeah. cool. Like, yeah, <laughs> I just I, – I, I really do think that the biggest thing for this team, though, is just staying healthy. Yeah. Like, just go out there, stay healthy, and I think that they'll be competitive. Um, so, yeah, high hopes for sure. Let's, uh, let's jump over to Cincinnati, one of the teams that we expect to be uh, in that upper echelon of the AFC, the top three teams in the league. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, I believe this will be year three or four, for Zach Taylor um, that they're sitting under. And uh, not a lot of big-name moves in free agency, the biggest of which was going out and getting Orlando Brown, which is a that is a huge move, um, obviously, to, to help protect uh, Joe Burrow. And they went out and got Irv Smith Jr. at the tight end position, but they lost some decent names. Uh, Hayden Hurst at tight end is out of the building. Eli Apple, cornerback, Jesse Bates, and Von Bell at safety. That Those are big losses. Their safeties are huge losses, in my opinion. Um, Nobody's going to miss Eli Apple. That guy sucks. That, debatable, but yes. Uh, as far as a key draft pick, they did go get Miles Murphy, a defensive end. Um, to help that defensive line out. But uh, the, the real question here, and I will say that I think I did my predictions before. Maybe I did them before this news came out, or I did them and completely forgot about this news. But Joe Burrow's kind of injured. Um, I think they said he was going to be fine for... Is he? Uh, here, let me set my mic down and look it up. But I'm pretty sure... That uh, they said that he would be healthy by week one. Let me double check though. Okay, because the last the last reports that I had heard, which has been a couple of weeks, was that there was potential that he might miss a handful of weeks. Um, which if he does, then that's obviously going to hurt them a little bit to start the season. But I expect him to come back and be all right. I think he'll be he'll be good. Um, it is a little bit of a concern that he continues to deal with injuries. 
Uh, hopefully that doesn't plague him throughout his career to where he's missing a decent amount of times. What's the word over there, Pete? So uh, it says Burrow suffered a calf injury in the Bengals' first training camp practice, yeah. diagnosed with a calf strain. Uh, Zach Taylor made an update. Um, this article came out two hours ago, it looks like. Okay. Um, he said he looks great physically just walking around. He looks probably as good as he's ever looked at this point. Okay. That's a positive, and we'll just go from there. And Joe, it does look like Joe Burrow will suit up against Cleveland week one. Okay. Cool deal. Well, then so. everything I just said is – complete garbage and uh <laughs> we'll get a full strength yeah. Bengals team. it wasn't a break or anything it was just a calf strain so okay. if if he were to miss time i can't imagine it would be more than one or two weeks yeah well that's good hopefully hopefully it stays uh stays healthy for him and it's not a nagging injury or anything like that um because obviously the nfl is better with a healthy joe burrow in it for sure so yeah i've got Decently high hopes for this team as well. I think they're going to be up there as one of the better teams. Um, yeah. As a Chiefs fan, <laughs> I dislike every single player on the Cincinnati Bengals except Joe Burrow. Because Joe Joe Burrow, like... Joe Cool? E- yeah, even being at the center of, like, a lot of the trash talk, like what the mayor said about Joe Burrow being Patrick Mahomes' dad or calling it Burrowhead and all that stuff. I did I like, did forget about the trash talk. Like, <laughs> like every – and it, it even still is happening this year. Jamar Chase, like, saying, like, Patrick who? Like, whenever – like, Joe Burrow said the top quarterback in the league is Patrick Mahomes, and then Jamar Chase is like, Patrick who? Like, Jamar <laughs> – Joe Burrow is seems to be the only guy on that team, and I think this is probably just my bias as a Chiefs fan, but he's been the only guy that's ever shown any kind of respect, I feel like, almost. That's fair. All of the fans and the players, like especially Eli, Eli Apple and Joe Mixon, like, I don't know. I feel like at this point they feel like they're – underdogs but they felt like they were underdogs but also felt like they were favorites because they beat the chiefs three times it's it's a weird it is a weird dynamic it's a weird vibe from from the Bengals. and maybe i'm wrong tell me i'm wrong if there's anywhere to comment on this tell me i'm just a, a biased jerk that hates you guys but i joe burrow has never given me a reason to dislike him um like he's very I just wanted to say that as a Chiefs fan, like we don't we don't hate all of you. We just like Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, it, it is it is a weird dynamic that you've brought up. I do remember them them uh, acting that way, but you know that's that's also kind of the fun of rivalries. And take it for what what it is, like Bengals Chiefs Chiefs Bills, and I would say probably soon Bengals Bills are all getting to be rivalries just because those are the top teams in the league it's the same way i guess the same way i felt towards the seahawks for years for years as a packers fan because it was like every single year we're matching up with these guys and it's always it's just always more the 49ers probably as packers fan yeah weirdly i think i harbored more hate towards the seahawks and i will say it all kind of started with the fail mary game back in 2012 when we had the replacement refs and they screwed us over uh on a interception to win the game they called a touchdown for the 
the Seahawks. We're not going to get into all of that, but that is probably where it all started. Uh, and I hated Russell Wilson for a long time um, because of him playing for the Seahawks. And yeah, that that's like that's an example of a cross conference rivalry, not in a, in a division, but you're playing them seemingly every year, at least once in the regular season, probably meeting up with them in the playoffs and they're just tough battles. And so that is the fun part of that. Um, so just enjoy that rivalry and that hatred for the Bengals as much as you can, even though it is hatred, like enjoy it. Cause it is, it is good it, for the sport. It was odd to not play the bills in the playoffs this year. <laughs> Yeah, it was odd. Like, I mean, the Jags Jags gave us a run for our money for sure. Even you know, yeah, part of it was Pat being hurt, obviously. But even still, like for the first three quarters, like the Jaguars made it a game. Yeah. Um, and so that was still luckily a great game, playoff game to watch. There, it it was weird not playing the Bills though. <laughs> um, and I. If we played the Bills, I would have been in Atlanta, and I was really going to try to go to that game. But yeah, ended yeah. up being in Kansas City, and we still won. So, nah, 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 nah. Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's head out to the other Ohio team, the Cleveland Browns, uh, coming into year two with the Sean Watson massage boys going to be able to play the whole season this year. And oh man, I know some people are just so excited for this team, just unbelievably excited just salivating with the the the, the excitement uh, but yeah uh, this this browns team i don't even really want to talk about them that much they're kind of the the pariahs of the league if you will uh as far as the additions they made they did go out and trade to get eli Moore, bring him over as a weapon for for massage boy uh they went and got some help on the edge between ogbo Okoronkwo into Darius Smith picked up Dalvin Tomlinson for the defensive tackle and Juan Thornhill at safety, making some big moves on the defense for a defense that was already pretty decent. Um, that defense did lose Jadavian Clowney, Chase Winovich, and Greedy Williams at the cornerback position. So a couple of losses. Uh, as far as a key draft pick, they went out and grabbed Cedric Tillman, wide receiver. That was their first pick of the draft, and it came in the third round because they did not have any first or second round picks. Uh, this team is, uh, man, it's it's weird for me because I do think it's a very talented team, but I feel like there's a lot of dysfunction as well. And I don't know how I feel about Stefanski at head coach. I think Stefanski is also another coach that could potentially be on the hot seat, um, which it would be a shame if he gets the blame for Deshaun Watson not working out after the front office put so much into that move. Um, and maybe he had a say in it, maybe he didn't. But you bring in one guy who's coming off basically two years of not playing and hoping that he returns to form even though he's got all of this baggage and drama that he brings with him it would be a real shame for Stefanski to get the blame for that if that's the case but I don't know if I see them being successful this year I've been waiting an entire 90 seconds to say I don't think dysfunction is Deshaun Watson's problem <laughs> um 
that's the only time I will say his name. I will never say his full name again on this show. Fair. He will be Massage Boy. It's fair. Um, as deemed, as is our right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I understand that his last year full season playing with the Texans that he led and passing yards and everything. But that team was also really bad. And I feel like the team was so far behind. I don't know. Part of me just felt like they were gar- a lot of it was garbage time yards because I feel like they always had really good fourth quarters, but just could never I mean, come it's back not, and win. It's not just that though. Like if you go look at his entire run while he was with Houston, like he was a top tier quarterback in the he NFL. Was. Yeah, I I do agree that um, even before that season, like because that season was coming off of the big like probably one of the more memorable Chiefs comebacks. Sure. In, in history with uh coming back from like twenty four down in yeah. one quarter, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um I don't know. Just between maybe some already decline having to go without DeAndre Hopkins and then uh not playing for a full year sitting with the Texans and then missing two thirds of last season because of suspension. Yeah. I just I don't think he'll be the player that he was, and I don't think he is the savior of this team. And I think he is going to make the Browns a lot continuing to be a laughing stock of the league for a, as long as they have to pay him. I that's my hope anyway. I kind <laughs> of agree with you. You look at the way he looked when he was able to get into the games last year towards the end of the season, he didn't look great. Like, he, there was never, in my opinion, there was never a moment down the stretch when he was playing when you said, oh, hey, there's Deshaun Watson from Houston. Like, it it just wasn't, there wasn't that same spark that, that there wasn't in, in, in Houston. Um, and... I think a lot of that is because of the the off field issues. A lot of it's the the baggage and and the time away from the game. You you miss out on this game, like you will fall behind. Uh, so it's it's tough, man. I again, this this team has been too talented for too long to not do something with it. But you just keep making the wrong moves. You want to talk about too. His last six games last year. Yeah. So basically a third of the season, 1,100. Um, so basically 1,100 passing yards, 1,102. Yeah. Seven passing touchdowns, five interceptions. And those mm-hmm. are against uh, only two of these teams were playoff teams. And one of these was a playoff team with a backup quarterback. Those yeah. were against the Bengals, the Ravens, the Saints, the commanders and the Steelers. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> so like, if you take that kind of as like an average, you know, you multiply only 3,300 potential passing yards for the season, only 21 passing touchdowns and 15 interceptions, like not, not a great run. And yeah. I don't think it's going to be much better if better at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. We'll get to our uh, our 
predictions for them, standings predictions here in a second. But uh, we got one more stop to make in the AFC North. I say we go up to Pittsburgh. We've got the Steelers uh, making some moves for, for, for Kenny Pickett's second year. Went out and got Allen Robinson, be a wide receiver for him to pair with uh, George Pickens. Went out and got some protection for him and Isaac Siamalu. Uh, Shored up that defense a little bit with Cole Holcomb at linebacker, Patrick Peterson at the cornerback. That's a pretty solid move right there. They did lose Devin Bush uh, and Cameron Sutton in, in free agency uh, as far as departures go. But they went out and got Broderick Jones with their first, uh, first pick in the draft to give Kenny Pickett some protection. And then picked up Joey Porter Jr. cornerback uh, to help out that defense. So I think they've made a lot of good moves. I'm excited for this team. I think this team has a lot of potential. I, you know, everybody knows I was on the picket train last year. Uh, I thought that team would be better than than a lot of people gave them credit for. I do think they were a little bit better, not as good as I was expecting them to be. Um, but I've got high hopes for them this year. I think this team is going to be something special. Yeah, I think they definitely have potential. Um, their schedule is a little tough at times. A little bit. Um, so especially, you know, having to play the Bengals and the Ravens twice each. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what I'm looking through now is looking through their schedule. And I think there are a couple games I could have flipped when I did theirs. But um, I, I don't think they're... I think their floor is breaking even again. Like I think they're definitely yeah. going to keep that 500 streak alive. I think uh I think a lot of it comes down to the play of Kenny Pickett. That's that's what's going to come down to is if Pickett can make the progressions that we all hope that uh, a quarterback would make from year 1 to year 2, um which I think he can. He looked he looked fine last season. Yeah. Um Ideally, you want your quarterback to look a little bit better than fine, um, but at the same time, like he doesn't necessarily have to, just because of how great that defense is. That defense should be, you know, top ten, arguably top five do- uh, defense in the league. Um, and so, when you've got that, your offense doesn't have to be stellar. And I think he he just has to go out there and play above average. Um, doesn't have to go out there and be a top five, top ten quarterback. Top 15, probably, uh, and I think he's capable of that. So, yeah, a lot of it can TJ Watt stay healthy too because their record that with too, versus yes. without yes. TJ Watt is insane. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when you've got a guy that talented, like you've got to keep him on the field. So, yeah, yeah I agree. But uh, let's uh, let's give our predictions for the standings. Who you got finishing last in the AFC North? I feel like we're going to be on the same page yep. here. Last in the AFC North is the poopy poopy browns um yep same as the patriots going three and 14 oh um, that team is way too talented to go three and 14 i don't i don't care, care about the dysfunction like you've gotta you got at least they take the talent to to accord you know i don't i don't care I, nothing can change my mind about how this the browns might have been more of what i want them to do versus what they might actually do okay that's um, fair but i do want to i'm trying to look at their schedule because I feel like their schedule is not super easy for being last in the division last year, too. Well, I mean, um, you've got six games between the Ravens, Bengals, and 
Steelers you've got to yeah, play, so um, that's tough already. Their three wins, I think they'll beat the Titans. I think they'll beat the Broncos, funnily enough. And who's their third one? Oh, and they'll beat the Cardinals because everyone can beat the Cardinals probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, there are some games that are could be winnable for them, but I didn't want to give it to them. So that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean i I had the Browns going six and eleven. I think we're Boo. both probably closer to their floor. Um, if everything clicks, everything goes right for this team. This team could be an eleven, twelve win team. I don't think it will. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but not, wouldn't, not it wouldn't surprise me. But six and eleven is where I've got them. Who do you have finishing that's, second? That's too high. Wait, second or third? Oh yeah, third. Sorry, third. Um, third, I do have the Steelers at nine and eight again. Ooh. I think that's their floor. I think looking back on uh, some things that they there's a few more games that they could win, but their schedule's a little a little tough. Yeah. Um, and some of the teams I have them losing to do have some question marks like uh. There was one team that I thought I could flip. Uh, obviously, like they play the 49ers. They play the Ravens twice. They play the Bengals twice. Uh, they play the Jaguars. Um, they play the Seahawks. They play the Rams. Those are teams that like most of them are probably not going to lean their way. They could win one or two of those. Yeah. But again just that division is tough and i think the ravens and the bengals are just too far ahead of them for them to get any wins there interesting i have the ravens finishing third at 10 and 7 which i could see being too low um but i have i, I finishing- could have them too high honestly i just i really like this ravens team I have them finishing ten and seven uh, in seeding. They finish eighth, so just outside of the playoffs. Um, and finishing second for me is the Pittsburgh Steelers at twelve and five, and getting the the last wild card spot. Um, so that's who I've got in second. I, I just I've got a lot of faith in the Steelers team, man. I just I really really like this team. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I don't know why. I have as much faith as I do in Kenny Pickett. I have no reason to be a Pickett fan, but I am for some reason. Um, so 12-5 and five for the Steelers. Going to continue to ride the Pickett train. Who you see, got finishing second? See, my I don't know why I like them team. They're both also in the AFC North. Is the Ravens? But I have the Ravens at second getting the top wild card spot with a record of 14-3. and three. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it could happen, I guess, but wow. Yeah, I just I don't know what it is. I just think they can win a lot of games pretty easily. Um, I don't know what's more surprising, the fact that you have the Ravens at 14-3 and three, or that you have the Bengals higher than that. The Bengals are just too good. Um, <laughs> I only see the Ravens. The Ravens are going to start on a hot streak for me. Probably. But they're going to lose uh, to their second time with the Bengals, I think. They're, I think the Jags could upset them. Sure. Just like an at-home upset. And then the 49ers, I think, are way better than them. Not way better, but I think the 49ers are better than them. Okay. But, I mean, if you look at the rest of their schedule, like the Bengals could beat them twice. That could be a loss. But they play 
um, the Texans, the Colts, the Browns, the Titans, uh, the Cardinals. Like they yeah, play a wins. lot of not great teams. Okay. All so, right. Um, well, so I, I do have the Bengals in the top spot at fifteen and two. Yeah, I've got the Bengals in the top spot at thirteen and four. So, I uh, I mean, I think that's about right for them, right around that that area. Fifteen and two, I could see. Thirteen and four, I could see. Uh, Eleven to twelve, I could see. Yeah, also, and I but... I could I might have been a little generous. They did have a slow start last year. Where they lost like what four in a row and had to come back. Yeah. Um, I I will say this: if if the Bengals finish with ten wins that's a surprise yeah they should definitely be above 10 wins well we're halfway through the afc let's jump over to the afc south which might be just as much i think it is the worst division in football still I think the NFC South is, but the AFC South is is a close. That's a close second at at the very least. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like at least multiple teams in the NFC South have hope. Where it's like the only true, team with hope true. this year. The only team with hope is, is the, Jags. the Jags. Yeah, I every agree. other team is rebuilding with rookie quarterbacks or is relying yeah. on their defense and their aging running back. Well, let's start with the Houston Texans. Uh, as far as some moves they made in free agency, they did go out and get Devin Singletary. They brought in uh, Robert Woods. They brought in tight end Dalton Schultz. Uh, traded to get Shaq Mason. Brought in Chase Winovich. Uh, brought in Shaq Griffin. Denzel Perryman. Like these are some. These are some solid moves. Yeah. Um, they they definitely did what they could uh, in free agency. They did lose a handful of guys. They traded away Brandon Cooks to the Cowboys. Uh, I'm not seeing a bunch of other big losses. Agbu Agbu Akoronko uh, at the edge, who we just mentioned being with the Browns. Now, um, yeah, not not a lot of big big losses uh, as far as their draft. They went out and got. C.J. Stroud, obviously, uh, with the second overall pick to be their quarterback of the future, and then traded back up to get the third overall pick, which was Will Anderson out of Alabama, out the uh, outside linebacker. Incredible first round from them. I thought they had a really, really good draft overall. Um, and they're setting D'Amico Ryans up for success in year one. Uh, I think this team... If everything goes right for this team, I think they have wild card type potential. That's if everything goes right for them. I don't think it will. I don't but think it will I think it I would also be surprised if this team finishes close to the bottom of the AFC. Ugh. I have a, <laughs> I I'm I'm not going to say that they're a great team. I don't think they're a bad team. I think they're going to be somewhere middle of the pack, average, run the mill, um, and build for the future. But a lot of that does fall on CJ Stroud. So I do have them close to their floor. I think a lot of it Ooh. for this is honestly, they're not a great team. 
but they also play a lot of other not, not great, great teams. teams. Funny enough, <laughs> their NFC conference that they're playing is the NFC South. So it's wow. it's like, <laughs> what do you do there? Yeah, like because half of these games I'm looking at, I'm like, well, they could win that. Like, why did yeah. I have them lose that? Like, I have them. I have the Bucks being the Bucks only win against the Texans. Um, you know, I have the pretty much the entire NFC South beating them. I don't know why I gave the Cardinals a win over them. I think maybe if Kyler's back by week eleven, then they could win that game. Um. But yeah, I just, for some reason, I think part of me thinks that the Texans will have growing pains. A lot of their team is young. They have That's a, potential. Yeah. They have a new head coach that uh, is more famous as a player than for coaching. Like he was, he was a defensive coach with the 49ers before this. Defensive coach with the 49ers. I think he's going to get that defense to be a top level defense, especially with I, some of the talented guys they got. I think he could. I just don't think it's going to happen this year. I think they. You might be right. I think they have hope for next year, but I think there's going to be some growing pains with a rookie quarterback, with a first-year head coach, with a lot of young talent on the defense. It's a it's a lot of first. I will yeah. agree with you on that. And I, I, I think that again, I'm only saying they're a wild card type potential if everything clicks from from the jump if everything is just you know coming up houston from from the get-go for them um i don't think that will happen again because there's so many variables of the first year type type uh players first year coach all of that um but i think that this team has a lot of potential for the future i think there's a lot of good things in the work for the texans and houston is finally turning that ship around hopefully um, i'm hopeful that D'Amico ryan's is the right guy for them um, and that they're able to to stick with him for a couple of years and i'm hopeful that the talent they've got on defense the young talent they've got on offense can just continue to build and, and build some for something special for them let's jump over to indianapolis well, we have another first-year head coach in, in Shane Steichen uh, coming over from Philly. I believe he was the offensive coordinator in Philly. Uh, not a ton of moves made. They did bring in Gardner Minshew as a insurance uh, quarter, quarterback. Went out and got Isaiah McKenzie from, uh, I believe he was with the Bills last. I'm not sure about that. Uh, got Samson Buckham on the edge. Uh but not a ton of big big moves in free agency. They didn't lose a ton either. Um, obviously, Matt Ryan, their quarterback last year, is no longer there. Uh, Paris Campbell, the wide receivers, out with the Giants now. Uh, they did lose Yannick Ngaku on the edge. Stefan Gilbor, their, their cornerback, is now with the Cowboys. Um, but not a ton of big losses in free agency. Uh, and... As far as their draft, obviously the, the most notable draft pick for them was going in Anthony Richardson with the fourth overall pick. I don't love this pick. I don't love the hype that Anthony Richardson got. Sure, maybe there's a ton of potential and he's just incredibly raw, but I just can't I can't fathom spending a top five overall pick on a guy that played that little college football. But maybe it works out for them. Maybe everything clicks. Maybe it's a, a good thing for them. But I don't see it going well. Um, 
just currently where where I'm it, sitting. It is an argument of like physical talent versus experience, and maybe they think yeah. that they can coach them to the experience. Like again, maybe not this year. I don't think this team's going to have a lot of success this year. Yeah, but in the future, they he could be the guy if they can coach him well enough and he gets enough reps and they get the talent around him, which they still have Michael Pittman. Um, they still have Jonathan Taylor for the moment. We'll see how yep. that drama goes. Jonathan Taylor will miss the first four games this year though. Cause he's on the, the pup list. Yeah. So he'll at least miss the first four. Um, so I think they still have some tools to make him successful. Um, I just, to me, I would compare this Anthony Richardson pick to the Trey Lance pick a couple years ago, which looks terrible now <laughs> because he just got traded for, I think, a fourth rounder um, to Dallas. I don't even know if it was a fourth rounder. But re- regardless, he's no longer with the team that drafted him third overall. Uh, and Trey Lance, he- here's a crazy stat for you that I just saw this week. Geno Smith had more pass attempts last year than Trey Lance has had since middle school. So his entire <laughs> high school career, college career, all of that, yes. Um, Trey Lance was a, was a guy that was drafted a lot on his potential uh, and his but was viewed as being very raw, and that's the same view that Anthony Richardson has. Now, Anthony Richardson has more of the uh, – Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? More of the 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 size that you would want to see from from your quarterback um in in the NFL. I just I just don't know how I feel about the pick. It's just it's translating it's very weird. It's translating what you see cuz cuz nobody was really looking at him until he was doing whatever he was doing in the combine. Like they weren't looking at his right. short tenure. He was at Florida, right? He was a Gator. Yes. yes. They weren't looking at his games in Florida and going, "Yeah, this is our guy." It's the hype right. when everybody got hyped is when he was breaking the high jump record for right. the combine or whatever and how fast he can run. And I think it's just thinking they can turn a physical guy into a smart like an experienced quarterback. I don't want to say smart cuz he could be very smart football and just not have the chance. I just don't know how much it. I just don't know how much that stuff translates over to being a great quarterback. I mean, it could, I guess, maybe. I mean, it works for like obviously there's a lot of quarterbacks that have similar traits that have worked out super well. Sure, like, yeah, yeah. You look like, I mean, uh McNabb or uh, Michael Vick or you know some of these guys who were yeah. bigger athletic guys Cam Newton got the job yeah. done Cam Newton yeah yeah I just I don't know I don't know we'll we'll see we'll see what happens with Anthony uh, I'm just I'm not sold on that pick yet maybe he'll have success uh in year one uh, but we'll see we'll see well let's head on down to Jacksonville we're in year two under Doug Peterson. Uh, again, not a ton of moves in free agency. They did bring in to Ernest Johnson from the Browns, uh, the running back. They brought in Roy Robertson Harris. Actually, they excuse me, re-signed him uh, on on the defensive line um, and made a couple other of 
other re-signings to, to keep the team together. Uh, as far as who they lost in free agency, uh, Marvin Jones Jr. departed from them. He went back to the Lions. Uh, and they lost cornerback Shaq Griffin, who went to the uh, the Texans. Jawan Taylor, offensive tackle, went up to the Chiefs. Uh, but outside of that, not a ton of, of big losses uh, as far as a key draft pick. Their first overall pick in round one was Anton Harrison, a offensive tackle out of Oklahoma, which, again, I, I that's a great move when you have a young quarterback. Um, this would be Trevor Lawrence's third year. Is yes. that correct? So year but three, year really three Trevor Lawrence. Doug Peterson's second year, so also Trevor Lawrence's second actual year. We don't yeah, talk we'll, about the first we'll, year. We'll go with that. Um, <laughs> but bringing in some offensive line help is never a bad thing when you have a young quarterback and a young quarterback with some star potential like Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I do think this team peaked a little early last year. Um and hopefully they're able to, to continue that momentum. But it did feel a little bit like the Jags were a little too soon last year uh, to be where they were. And maybe this year is when they really, really arrive on the scene and make a name for themselves. Yep. The year, the year, well, mostly, except the one big cat. But it will be the year of the big cats, I think, with the Jags, the Bengals, and the Lions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the Jags' schedule is pretty easy. Like their biggest, their hardest games are going to be against the Chiefs, the Bills, the 49ers, and the Bengals. Other than that, like that's that's four losses in my opinion. I I agree. They could potentially win. I mean, like I said, they could win one playoffs. They gave it. They gave the Chiefs a run. Sure. The 49ers, as good of a team as they are, still have a question mark at quarterback. So that could be a win by then. Sure. Um. And the the Bills, again, the the Bills, I think, will do fine in the regular season. But it is in London, which is the Jags' real hometown. So. <laughs> you yeah, never know. Uh, this, uh, this team should continue to be a, a very good team. We're, we're, we're getting Calvin Ridley. Uh, we're going to see him again this year. Uh this time in a Jags uniform versus in a Falcons uniform. That'll be a nice addition to that offense for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, and pairing pairing Ridley next to Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, that's going to be a solid receiving core. Uh, the defense should continue to be just as good as it was last year. Um, yeah, I've I've got I've got some high hopes for them, man. I I like this Jags team a lot. Yeah, I think uh, a few a few of the guys who I'm again preview, but Trevor Lawrence definitely another person I'm thinking of that could win some some awards next year. Yep, yep, I could see that, especially with some of the defenses they're playing, like the Colts, the Texans, uh, the Titans, the Browns. Actually, some of these defenses are pretty good, but. So. <laughs> Oh, well, some of their defenses are questionable. Texans questionable. Uh, sure. Falcons talent is there. Still seems sure. kind of questionable though because they're the Falcons. Sure. Saints questionable. Titans questionable. Browns again have the talent. Should be good, but we'll see how that team is. Sure. Sure. 
not much for the Bucks, not much for the Panthers. Like, I don't know. I just, it just feels like, it just feels like their year for, especially with that division. Like they're going to, they're going to make a name for themselves for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they could. They could for sure. Well, let's head up to Nashville for the last team of the AFC South. <laughs> the Tennessee <laughs> Titans, who I have absolutely zero hopes for. Um, they they have uh, they have Derrick Henry, and that's about it going for them. Uh, Do we even know who their starter is? Is it still going to be At Tannehill? this point, I think that it's probably still going to be Tannehill, but man... It's it's not good. It's not good. Um, but as far as some some free agent moves, they did go out and get Andre Dillard and Daniel Brunskill uh, to hopefully help with the offensive line. Uh, went out and get got Arden Key on the defensive line, but not a huge, not a ton of huge moves. Uh, they lost a large chunk of guys on the defensive side, especially. Uh, they lost Robert Woods at wide receiver, Austin Hooper at tight end, uh, Taylor Lewan on the on the offensive line, and on the defense they lost Bud Dupree, Demarcus Walker, Mario Edwards Jr., David Long, Lonnie Johnson Jr. Some 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 big names on that defense for sure. Uh, I don't see this team doing well uh, as far as their first, uh, the the key draft picks. They did pick up Peter Skoronsky, the offensive tackle out of Northwestern in the first round. That's going to help them out. They also grabbed Will Levis uh, in the second round, uh, who was talked about at one point as being the first overall pick, which would have been stupid. Um, but I'm Will Levis, a lot of the same reasons Anthony Richardson yes. was, but yes, another very raw quarterback prospect. Um, that it feels weird them doing that a year after picking Malik Willis to be a potential quarterback, but Malik Willis didn't really pan out, and now they've got Will Levis. And, I feel like they've got too many cooks in the kitchen with quarterbacks on that team, but someone's got to yeah. play, and I, who knows who it will be. Really, they should have just waited, and worst case, next year they could have gotten Caleb Williams. But I mean, they still they have still that could. opportunity. <laughs> they still have that opportunity. Oh, they did go out and uh, trade for DeAndre Hopkins. I did forget that move. That is a big move um, they made for sure. So, But... Uh, is that really going to so help them that much? Their offense is the opposite of the Texans, where like they got a lot of old guys. Their offense is Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, and hopefully someone that can hand off the ball and pass the ball. <laughs> hopefully. Um. Yeah, I mean Ryan Tannehill has had some moments for them, but I think so. his, I think his time is is coming. Um. Yeah, I think. Not that I have more faith in the Titans than you do. I think you have more faith in the Texans than I do. And that's I think, fair. And I think that's why I have like uh, uh, the Titans doing a little bit better. Not by much, but I do think Vrabel, Vrabel can make anybody on defense just like... See, now... They, they're such, they have such a physical game plan that I just feel like the teams that they can beat, they're just going to bully into submission. Like... 
most of the NFC South are, yeah, most of the NFC and the rest of the AFC South. A lot of the South teams, they're just going to bully into submission. See, now now you have me interested as to what record you gave them. And so I feel like I have to jump into this and know. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you the team that I have fourth in the division, and it's the Tennessee Titans. And if you don't have them fourth, I will be very surprised. I guess you could pick the Colts, but the Titans, uh, I have going 0-17. I don't know how that happened. It just did. I think you and should I don't... give yourself that spice meter, mister. I mean, maybe I'll 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 give a little Morocco shake, a little <laughs> Morocco love. Uh, again, I don't know how it happened. It just did. I don't think they're gonna go zero and seventeen. Obviously, that'd be that'd be crazy. But I don't see this team getting more than like three or four wins. I think that's like, I think that's it. See, the problem is that's how I feel about basically the entire AFC South except <laughs> the Jaguars. <laughs> Fair. So in last place, I do have the Texans at three and fourteen. Oh, you're you're that's you're and, being and ridiculous again, to the Texans, man. Again, a lot of it is just, and I you could say the same thing about the Colts too. And I I'm not sure exactly. Oh gosh, just there's a lot of firsts with the Texans, and I think the Texans have a brighter future. Sure. I think next year they're going to be at least second in the division. But I don't think it's going to happen this year. I think they're going to have a lot of growing pains. All right, who who do you have third? In third, the I have the Colts at four and thirteen. <laughs> well, I also have the Colts third. I have them at two and fifteen. <laughs> you got to remember they're playing the NFC South, so they gotta, it doesn't they gotta matter. Do, they have they, they have nothing. They get a couple free wins down there. They have. They have Shaq Leonard as a linebacker on the defensive side. That's it on the defense. And then they have Jonathan Taylor, who's on the pup list and will not play for the first four games. And Michael Pittman Jr., who, you know, relies on somebody passing the ball to him. Something that I'm not confident Anthony Richardson can even do right now. So, yeah, 2-15. and 15. That's fair. It's only two games apart. I do think that's probably their floor, and I, they could maybe go five or six wins. But no, four wins is their ceiling. I think I was possibly generous. I probably think I was generous to them. <laughs> um, who do you have second? So second, I have the Titans. The, the Titans at garbage five and twelve. Garbage five and twelve. Second place. <laughs> <laughs> it's just again, garbage. I think I think they're gonna bully some of these teams into submission with Mike Mike Vrabel's defense. Like the Buccaneers can easily just bully them. Uh, the Panthers can easily just bully them. The Colts can easily just bully them. Oh, the gosh. Texans can easily at least they can they're gonna split those series. I think they can bully those teams in the later half of the season. We'll see. I have so I have the Texans second in this division, and you're not gonna like the record I gave them. I don't listen. I don't want the Texans to fail. I just don't think they're going to succeed. I have them going eight and nine. I think that is which, their ceiling, though. Which I again, I I do I do firmly believe that if everything clicks with this team. If CJ Stroud comes out and looks fantastic from the jump, which I don't think he will, but if all that happens, 
I think this team could be a wild card potentially. But I think that eight and nine, seven and ten, somewhere around there is more likely. And I would I would be shocked if this team finishes with less than four wins. Well, you see, the problem is, at least for me, all of my playoff teams have at least twelve wins. So. Mine too. My you think two. the Texans can win twelve games in no, the wild card? I, no, I don't. I don't I don't think it will take twelve wins to get in. I think I think ten or eleven wins could get you in. I just happen to be in mine where all of mine don't have twelve wins. It is hard to be like pick pick the teams that you think are good to lose to bad teams. Like it will right. happen. Like it happens every right. season. Yes, absolutely. It's so, just hard to predict when that's going to happen. I could see the Texans getting double-digit wins. I could see them getting 10 wins, 11 wins, if, again, if everything goes right, just because of the talent that's on that team. Like, there is talented pieces there. But I don't think it will happen. I think, again, 7 and 10, 8 and 9, somewhere around there is probably more likely, for sure. I think 8 and 9 is their ceiling. Could be. Could be. I I will admit I do feel like I'm a lot higher on them than I probably should be. I it's probably very similar to how I felt about the Steelers last year, to where it's like I'm a lot higher on this team than most people, and maybe I'm wrong. But uh, where did you have the? We, obviously, we both have the Jags winning the division. Jags, I have thirteen and four, uh, getting wow. the fourth seed. Because I think I have them losing the head to head with the Bills, so that tiebreaker is there. I have them at twelve and five, and also the fourth seed. Yeah, they're just uh, it's they're it's them and three other teams in this division. Yeah, the other, the other <laughs> teams are just there. Well, it's time to head out to the West Coast. Starting with the Denver Broncos, uh, obviously the biggest news with the Denver Broncos is bringing in Sean Payton to be their head coach after the Nathaniel Hackett experiment did not work out at all. Uh, I do think Sean Payton is a great hire. Can he turn the team around? Still, the jury's still out on all that. Um, but... They did make a couple of moves in free agency. They went out and got Mike McClinchy, the offensive tackle, to hopefully protect Russell Wilson. Also went out and got Ben Powers, offensive guard, to protect Russell Wilson. Got Zach Allen on the defensive line. A couple of couple of big moves there. They did lose a couple of guys in free agency. Nobody of Huge note, um, say Billy Turner might be the biggest name on uh, offensive tackle. A uh, couple of like role fillers like Latavius Murray, Chase Edmonds, running backs, those type guys. Uh, nobody huge uh, was lost. As far as their draft goes, they did not have a, a pick in the first round, and their first pick of the draft was in the second round where they drafted Marvin Mims, wide receiver out of Oklahoma, hopefully to give Russell Wilson some weapons to work with. Uh, I'm kind of so-so about this team. I don't think that... 
Honestly, with the love I've heard for this team, you saying so-so is already a spicy take for Kansas. <laughs> Mine's going to be a lot worse, I but do that's think, already like... I do think that some people are too excited about this team, and I think that there's some people that are probably way too pessimistic about this team. Um, I don't think that Russell Wilson... I don't think Russell Wilson's broken. I don't think he's going to be as bad as he looked last year. I think he was in a bad system with Nathaniel Hackett, and Hackett was not a good head coach. Couldn't control the locker room. Um, I think Sean Payton is a great pickup. Uh, Obviously, he's an offensive guru. We look at what he did down in New Orleans. Fantastic job offensively. Uh, I think he's also a great leader in the locker room, so I'm hopeful he can turn this team around i just don't know if there's enough talent there to really be a top level team in the afc Uh, but could they make a potential run i could see it i mean i it it wouldn't shock me for this team to go out and win 12 to go out and win 12 games uh but it also wouldn't shock me to see them go out and win six or seven games i I think anywhere in the middle is probably about where they're gonna be i think i think they have talent and i don't even think russell wilson is broken i don't think any of that is the problem i said this a lot last year like definitely nathaniel hackett being there is horrible and part of that is just because of poor coaching the other part and i think i said this whenever i guested on an episode last year yeah but you can't have two good cops in charge you can't do it so bringing in sean payton as the bad cop essentially is a great move my concern is, is the damage done between Russ and the rest of the locker room potentially the chemistry is there for them to succeed because there's a lot. Javante Williams is uh, going to be back from injury. Yep. Uh, you know, they still have Cortland Sutton. They still have uh, Jerry Judy. Um, like there's still a great amount of team there. And then on the defense, Patrick Sertan and yep. uh, you know, that defense was one of the best defenses in the league last year, and I think they can continue to do that. Can the offense rally around Russ? And I yeah. don't think they can. I think there's, even with Sean Payton, like Sean Payton can't make Russell Wilson likable to that. To how much like that happened last true. year, I don't think Sean Payton can undo that damage. You don't and think- I think it's going to go poorly for them this year you don't think that sean payton can undo broncos country that's right <laughs> i don't think he can <laughs> i don't think he can undo let russ cook uh, i don't i don't think he can undo mr unlimited um yeah. what was the uh the subway commercial he did Ooh, spicy i don't think he can undo that um <laughs> I Sean Payton's a great coach. I just yeah. think a lot of this goes beyond the actual coaching and to the you know the chemistry of the team and I don't think Russell Wilson can be the right quarterback for them anymore despite yeah. how talented he is. I just don't think that chemistry is going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. You might be right. You might be right. Well, let's Keep the train rolling. Head over to Kansas City, your neck of the woods, your team. Talk about some of the moves they made. Uh, 
not not big spenders in free agency. Um, they did go out and get Jawan Taylor to to help out that offensive line, keep Patrick Mahomes protected, uh, but not a ton of moves outside of that. Had a decent amount of uh, re-signings to keep guys around. Uh, as far as losing players, they did lose McCall Hardman and Juju Smith-Schuster. Those are two big losses, obviously. Orlando Brown is also a huge loss, um, as is Andrew Wiley on the offensive line. Those those are some, some big names to lose. They also lost Frank Clark, Carlos Dunlap on the edge, uh, Juan Thornhill at safety is another big, big loss as well. So, those are some big names to to lose. Uh, as far as the draft goes, their first draft pick. Oh gosh, I don't even know if I can pronounce that name. <laughs> Felix Anadike Uzama. I'm gonna say the guy from Kansas State, right? Yeah, defensive end from Kansas yeah. State. You got it. Uh, but it listen. None of their losses. And none of their lack of big name additions is going to sway me on this team because they've still got the greatest quarterback I've ever seen play the game at quarterback uh, in Patrick Mahomes. And they have one of the better coaches to ever coach in Andy Reid. So I, I'm i not concerned about them. The Chiefs are going to achieve. Kansas City is still going to find a way to be one of the best teams in the league. And we're going to see them probably in a AFC championship game once again. Yeah, I mean, it is a lot of big names to lose, but it, it happened to us last year, too. And uh, yep. everybody was saying that it was a rebuild year for the Chiefs, especially, you know, yep. having missed a Super Bowl, God forbid. Um, I think I had the Chiefs finishing last in the division last year. Yeah, and don't... Stupid me. All of you look silly now. Yes, um, I do. <laughs> no, uh... Nick Wright does enough of that bragging on, I think, what does he do, Fox Sports? I can't remember. Yeah, first he, things first. Yeah, he does yeah. a lot of that that bragging, so I, I won't make you guys listen to that <laughs> again, per se. Um, but I'm not super worried. I, I don't know if this is a biased take, but watching Chiefs games, it felt like a lot of the times when Mahomes was in danger, a lot of it came for Orlando Brown's side. Huh. So... For me personally, and he created a lot of drama the year before that with his contract, like trying to hold out games. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't love when people do that. Like, say they're gonna sit out games. Like, and it sucks because Chris Jones is doing it now, like trying to get paid, and yeah. he, he does deserve to get paid. But the Chiefs have mainly just decided, and it's Patrick Mahomes' view too. And I think he said it if you watch the quarterback documentary on netflix that he and kirk cousins and marcus Mariota were in he said he just he wants to win championships and he's in that tom brady mindset of he will renegotiate his contract however they need to to keep players and i think the chiefs are looking at that and saying okay we're not overpaying anybody yeah i mean like outside of overpaying patrick Mahomes. Which I don't even know if I would say. I don't think you can. I don't over- even know if you. I mean, that is fair. <laughs> I don't but think man, you can overpay Patrick Mahomes. The man's making half a billion dollars on his contract. So, I mean, over I ten mean, years, like if you go yeah. per year, he's not even in the top five anymore. I don't think for for m- how much he makes per year, he's got to be close. Because if you break up, break down half. Yeah, a but billion, you look at Aaron Rodgers just got a huge contract. That's, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Deshaun Watson, obviously, yeah. 
His I contract mean, is ridiculous. Kyler Murray got a ridiculous contract. Like, sure, he's not the highest paid, but he's certainly not the lowest paid either. <laughs> that's for sure. But again, like he's worth it. Like you, you yeah. can't, you can't overpay a guy like that. I mean, I think at at this point the Chiefs are, you know, the young. We have a lot of young pieces on defense, which we did last year, and it worked out great. We have yeah. a lot of young receivers to go along with Travis Kelsey. Like yeah. Justin Ross is going to be able to play this year. I'm super excited to see him um, be able to get some reps. Um, I think we drafted another wide receiver too, but I can't remember his name right now. Um, Isaiah Pacheco in his second year being able to fully be RB1, I believe, with Jarek McKinnon kind of committee. But, yeah. man, watching Isaiah Pacheco run is fabulous. He doesn't look super big, but, God, it just feels like he can run over the world. It just feels <laughs> like he can knock anybody over with just how much power he puts into his runs. Um, I just – I don't – think there's any reason like even with those losses like what's at the core of this team what is different it's a bit younger on the defensive side yeah maybe a little you could argue maybe a little bit weaker with the offensive line but as long as Mahomes stays healthy there's I don't think there's any reason to doubt this team yeah I mean I agree I agree on all of that (laughs) and that is my super unbiased take Let's head out to Vegas where we have year two of the Josh McDaniels experience. Uh, Obviously, I think all of us wanted to see him fire it after last year, but, you know, they can't afford to fire him because (laughs) they have no money uh, to to go out and get another guy. So they had to keep him, and they had to make some moves. They went out and got Jimmy G. From the uh, 49ers uh, coming over to to play for Josh McDaniels, who he's fairly familiar with. Um, they also went out and got Austin Hooper, not a big name. Went out and got Jacoby, Jacoby Myers at wide receiver, um, also not a huge name. Uh, let's see some of these other ones. I don't think there was very many big, big moves made by them. Yeah, not... Not a ton, uh, as far as some what losses. Do you mean they lost the. Oh, sorry, you're getting to losses. I am getting to the losses. As far as losses, there's a lot more of those. Uh, they shipped off Derek Carr to New Orleans. Um, they also lost Mac Hollins, wide receiver, to Atlanta. Uh, Darren Waller got traded to the New York Giants. Uh, they also lost Cleveland Farrell on the edge on the defense. Denzel Perryman, linebacker. Uh, and Rockison uh, at cornerback, so they did have some big, some big losses, um, especially a handful of them on the defensive side. Uh, I just, I don't know about this team, man. I can't think of Jimmy G now without. Um, have you seen the clip of the NFL putting out their quote script reading for the <laughs> fourth season? I I did not. It's all. It's a whole skit that they did they're leaning into it fully now where they had a bunch of like nfl players and keegan michael key was there and they were like all right let's get ideas for the new season and one of them was the kelsey brothers and their mom um on like a skype call yeah and donna kelsey goes what if jimmy garoppolo character fell in love with my character (laughs) 
<laughs> just makes that's all I can think of now when I think about Jimmy G. Um, as far as uh, as far as draft picks for this team, they did go get Tyree Wilson, defensive end from Texas Tech, to help out in the defense, uh, and they got Michael Meyer, uh, the tight end from Notre Dame, to pair with Austin Hooper. So maybe a couple good moves, but I don't see it helping this team much. Yeah, especially like. Obviously, they still have Devontae Adams. They still have yep. Hunter Renfro. 45-year-old Renfro. Yeah. Stock is the hero, Hunter Renfro. <laughs> um, but other than that, like, Jimmy G has, let's be real, Jimmy G has been a system quarterback. Yep. And I hate to use that term, but with the 49ers, like, I don't think he has a lot of that success if he is not on that team. I agree. Um, and I think we're going to see that this year. Devontae Adams is going to go deep, and Jimmy G is not going to be able to throw it that far. And so he's going to check down <laughs> to whoever they're – you said Austin Hooper is who they picked up for tight end? Austin Hooper, yeah. He's going to check down to Austin Hooper. He's going to check down to Josh Jacobs. He's going to check down to Hunter Renfro. So if you can get those guys in your fantasy draft, uh, they're going <laughs> to get a lot of receptions, PPR. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, I just don't have a lot of faith in Jimmy G. Their defense, I feel like, still is just Max Crosby. And, uh, like, their front is good. Max Crosby and Cleo Mack? No, he went to the Chargers. No, Chan- uh, Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones is who I'm yeah. thinking of. Thank you. Yep. Um, they're still great on the defensive front, but I really don't think there's a lot going on to stop the deep passes that they're going to get from their own conference, from Russell Wilson and yeah. from – uh. Patrick Mahomes and from Justin Herbert. Um, and I forgot to credit you for actually putting Las Vegas and Los Angeles in the correct order this time because you did not do that last year. <laughs> <laughs> I got it this year. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Los, Los Angeles. Um, yeah, I just I, I don't think there's a lot to like about about where Vegas is at currently. There's obviously some some big name players there, but and I think those big name players will help them to a handful of wins, but I don't see this team competing really at all. I don't think they're going to put on a show against Kansas City like Derek Carr was uh-uh. able to. Uh-uh. I agree. Well, that leaves one final team in the AFC and it is the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, this Chargers team didn't make much moves at all uh, in free agency. The, really, the biggest signing was Eric Kendricks coming coming over from uh, Minnesota. Outside of that, it was just a bunch of of re-signings. Uh, they did lose a little bit. Um, Storm Norton on on the offensive line. Kyle Van Noy at the edge. Uh, Drew Tranquil at linebacker. Outside of that, not not really any any names. Um, their first pick in the draft was Quentin Johnston, uh, wide receiver out of TCU. That should be fun for uh Justin Herbert to work with. Uh, what is this year four of Herbert? Year five, something like that. I believe it's fourth. Fourth sounds right. Uh, and I think. I think he's gonna have a decent season, man. I I'm I think this team is is set up to be very very good. 
Uh, I think they're probably. It feels weird saying, but I think they they might be like. If you have the Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals as the top three, that are all fairly close, I think the Chargers are maybe just a step behind. I think this team is is very very close to being comp- competitive with those three teams, and I would say probably the biggest reason why they're a step behind is probably their head coach. Yeah, we I think we talked about this before in the Discord when the news broke that this hire happened, but they've fired whoever their offensive coordinator was before. I can't remember yeah. his name, and hired Kellen Moore. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, I don't think the off the OC was the problem. <laughs> No, but Kellen Moore is a decent offensive coordinator, and, and Dallas's offense was always up near the top five under his uh, tenure as as the offense coordinator. And, man, he does he have some weapons to work with out in L.A. So yeah. could be could be a very fun offense to, to watch. Yeah, I think I do agree that they could be up in that top four, top five. Like, I feel like there's a lot of teams that could really be fighting for that fourth or dare I say even the third spot if the bills fall off just a little bit sure like, I yeah. really think it's Chiefs, Spangles S tier bills a tier everyone else B tier like I think the bills are just a little bit behind the Chiefs and the maybe Bengals. maybe yeah and and it's hard to say because like the bills do beat the Chiefs in the regular season it's just always in the playoffs that they they can't seem to get past those two teams yeah um I really, yeah, I think the Chargers team is going to be really is going to be really good. They are going to lose some games due to the Staley experience, but yeah. their schedule's not super tough either. No, um, and I think a big a big key for them is is just staying healthy because yeah. they've they've dealt with so many injuries over the last couple of years that have hurt them uh, with with meaningful impact players. And so, if you can keep everybody on the field, keep everybody healthy, which no team really does well uh, just because there's so many variables yeah. in that. But if they can manage to, to keep most of the guys out there for most of the season, I think they'll, they'll do fine. Yeah. Uh, who do you have finishing last in this division? Um, last, it is due to tiebreakers, but I do have the Broncos in fourth. Uh at four and thirteen. Oh, oh! I four and thirteen. Good lord! Uh, I just I don't believe in in Russell Wilson with this team. I don't think it's gonna work. I think as soon as he makes one mistake, their season's done. Ooh, ooh! <laughs> wow! I was not expecting that. <laughs> Uh, in fourth place for me, you know, the sensible man that I am, I have the Las Vegas Raiders and I have them at seven and 10 in what in the world? Seven and 10. Yeah. I think they're good for seven wins. Uh, I mean, uh, maybe, but. <laughs> you think with Jimmy Garoppolo they're gonna win seven games? Jimmy G's not that bad. I, I I agree with your take on him that he was a system quarterback, but he's not that bad. You 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 know I said due to tiebreakers, right? Which means I also have the Raiders yeah. at four and thirteen. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, which you have the Raiders. Their coach is Josh McDaniels. Yes, I'm well aware. I'm well aware. Seven wins with a definitely worse team? Ah. The team is worse without Derek Carr, and you know it. Probably. Not probably. It is. More than likely. Not more than likely. <laughs> I Listen, I don't want to hear your opinion. I am telling you facts. And Blake called me a Raiders fan for liking Derek Carr or whatever in, in, in the Discord. <laughs> whatever. I've always respected Derek Carr. I think he's a good quarterback. He's a reason yeah. that that team had as much success as it ever did despite all the animosity and bs sure. that they ever went through sure and jimmy g's not that guy they're a worse oh, team man. without Derek carr just like how jamal williams Possibly. was the heart of the lions last year Derek carr has always been the heart of the raiders and they are a far worse team without him i i don't completely disagree um yeah i do you don't have to disagree. I'm stating facts <laughs> over here. All right. So so you have the Raiders and Broncos both at 4 and 13. Correct. Broncos in last, Raiders in third. Correct? Correct. I have the Broncos in third at 9 and 8. I do think that I don't want to argue as much about the Broncos cuz I do think there the potential is there. I just don't believe in Russ. I, I won't yeah. argue the Broncos winning nine games. I don't think they'll okay. win much more than that if they win more than that. But I, mean, I don't. I think that's their ceiling. I could see them being like an 11 win, maybe 12 win team, sneak into a wild card spot if things go right for them offensively. But it's going to take a lot to right that ship, I feel like. And I don't, I don't know if it can happen. But yeah, Raiders fourth, Broncos third, uh, who do you have in second? I have a feeling I know who it is. <laughs> what? The Chiefs fan putting what? You're you're crazy. No, yeah. <laughs> um, I do have the Chargers in second. I do have them at twelve and five, snagging the third wild card spot. Yep. Meaning once again they'll have to try to get through <laughs> the Jags in the wild card round. <laughs> I uh, that I... is that is one thing we didn't talk about with this team is the momentum kind of like you know the Jags are coming off a great season and basically a near loss to the Chiefs who ended up going on to be champions right while the Chargers have to rebound rebound from the fact that they gave up was it the largest lead in playoff history if not it was a large lead like Trevor Lawrence threw what four picks in the first half yeah 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 it was bad uh yeah I have the Chargers in second as well have them at 13 and four um also getting a wild card so we have them right around the same spot uh what's your record for the chiefs we both have the chiefs winning um, the division. i have the chiefs again only ahead of the Bengals because of tiebreakers um at 15 and two Ooh, i've got the chiefs at 14 and three so yeah i same, mean same area uh, honestly there's like because they do have kind of a tough schedule like yeah um, I mean, being Super Bowl champions, you would expect that. But, like, I mean, I don't well, think... you know, they've got loose to the Lions in game one. The Lions, I would not call an easy win. The Jags, <laughs> I would not call an easy win. Uh, even the Jets could sneakily not be an easy win. Vikings sneakily could not be an easy win. Like, they do have a lot of games that I feel like they could 
lose, but they're they're not a team that's going to lose all of those games. Right. Like like two, three, maybe four of them, like cuz obviously they play the Bills and the Bengals in the regular season. They play the Chargers twice. They play the Eagles in a Super Bowl rematch. Like they have a pretty tough schedule. Uh, yeah. But I don't think it matters. I think they're still going to win. Um again, my unbiased opinion. I'm not I'm not wearing a Super Bowl 57 I think they win most, like most of them. If they win less than like twelve games, I would be shocked. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like around eleven and six is like their floor. That's like yeah, with 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 how hard some of their games is. Yeah, games are because they. I mean, the divisions they play, like they play the AFC East, which is which is tough. Three teams are really good. Yeah. They play all the division leaders, so like the Jags, the Vikings, which I think they're playing the whole AFC North, which three of those teams could be good. Yeah. Um Yeah, there's some there's some tough ones. Obviously tough ones for sure. they play with that seventeenth game, they play the Eagles, um, who will be out for blood, I'm sure. And we play the Bengals again week seventeen, who will also be out for blood, I'm sure. Yeah. That's a tough that's a tough run for the Chiefs, but they're they're a good enough team to handle it for sure. Um so just to recap my standings, uh my division winners in order of seeding, I have the Buffalo Bills getting the one seed at fifteen and two, the Kansas City Chiefs getting the two seed at fourteen and three, the Bengals getting the three seed at thirteen and four. The Jaguars getting the fourth seed at twelve and five, with my wild card teams being the New York Jets at the five seed, fourteen and three, the Los Angeles Chargers at the six seed, thirteen and four, and the Pittsburgh Steelers sneaking in at twelve and five in the seventh seed. So before I get into my where the playoffs is, I told you I had a big drop off between ninth and tenth place in yeah. the AFC. So ninth place, like ninth seed so two off of the playoffs are the pittsburgh steelers at nine and eight yeah 10th place is the titans at five and twelve <laughs> so there's Jeez. there's a line drawn in my mind in the afc Ooh. of where the decent teams are versus the bad teams yeah um but i'll go the same order you did so um obviously different teams in that order but one seed at fifteen and two. I have the Chiefs. You know, due to tiebreakers, don't don't at me. Uh, second seed, I have the Bengals, also at fifteen and two. Third seed, I have the Bills at thirteen and four, due to tiebreakers. Because fourth, I have the Jaguars, also at thirteen and four. Um, fifth seed, I have the Ravens at fourteen and three. Uh, sixth seed, I have the Jets at thirteen and four. Again, tiebreaker bills are ahead of them, so they get knocked down a wild card. And seventh seed, the Los Angeles Chargers at twelve and five. So really, the only difference that we have is you have the Ravens getting into the playoffs, where I have the Steelers getting in. Right, and then we have the same division winners. It's all just seeding. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean we're very very similar. God, I really hoped that I was going to be radically different from you in every way. <laughs> like, I don't want to be, I don't want to agree with you all the time. I feel like we were pretty similar on the NFC side, too. We just had the one division winner difference with the NFC South. 
the other three were all the same. And the wild cards were mostly the same too. I got I got some work to do if I'm gonna be different <laughs> from you this season. <laughs> is is it me becoming tame or is it you becoming spicy? You guys I don't think, in the comments. <laughs> I don't think that it's either. I think it's just there is kind of a clear separation between the top level te- teams and the bottom level teams. And there's maybe like maybe like four teams in the middle area there. That's true. Because I feel like the teams that we rad- have radically different opinions on are still like, are they even or are they really bad? Like, right. <laughs> there's right. no team that I'm like, oh, yeah, they're going to win four games. And you're like, oh, yeah, well, I think they're going to win 13 games. Right. Like, right. It's all like we disagree. Either- we disagree on how bad the bad teams are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean the only the only team that I think that we were radically different on for the most part is I had the Packers in the playoffs and you have them at like six wins. Yeah. That's the only one. Go Bears. Um, the rest oh in the Bears, yeah, because you have the Bears, I think, in the <laughs> Bears. And I have them at five five and twelve. But Bears. Yeah, outside of that, I mean we're very, very similar across all of them. So we'll uh we'll see how it plays out this year, but Hey, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to us in whatever capacity you're doing. So next week, next week is the first preview episode uh, of of the upcoming NFL season. Uh, week one preview, awards, predictions as well. We'll have your MVP predictions, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, all that good fun stuff uh, for you next week. So make sure you tune in and listen then. Um, but we appreciate you listening to us now. Uh, you can come join the Discord. The link will be in the description of the episode. We also now have an Instagram that I don't think has any posts yet. Uh, but that's I'm working on it. That's it. <laughs> That's at Booth Review Sports. Um, I think most other places we are at Booth Review Pod, uh, but one of those will be us. Just search for both on whatever social site you want to use. Uh, but we will be back next week with some actual NFL action coming up. Good job.